Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, episode 260 of the Get Around podcast. We are back after a couple of weeks off. Uh, we had, James had a Monday off, I think I had a Monday off. Yeah, you and I, we, we yeah. took we back-to-back back, yeah. uh, vacations. Yep. We took back-to-back back vacations because, uh, well, we... Uh, we put in our dues. We've earned our time to to take days off, and and so we did. But we are back and better than ever here on the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host Brendan Queeley. Alongside me, Jordan Puente and James Cook. Boys, we've got a good show for you. We've got a lot coming up. We are in the thick of things now. The last two weeks of prep football. We are now into the postseason in several sports, which we will talk about uh, a little bit later. Uh, we've got postseason coming up for both uh, volleyball and football right on the horizon. Lots, lots happening here uh, in northern Michigan and across the state when it comes to high school sports. But to get things started, we are we are approaching the postseason. We are in the postseason for a lot of things, but we're also, now that it's October, Halloween we're in time. spooky season, boys. Yeah, Halloween time. Halloween okay, time. so this is... This is a segue that I just came up with on the fly, and I'm actually really proud of myself that I was able to to, to, uh, to segue from the postseason to spooky season. And so that goes right into our question of the week. Best and worst horror movies that you've seen or favorite and least favorite horror movies that you've seen. First of all, uh, are you guys, do you guys like scary movies? Some people yes don't. And no. Some people I, don't like being scared. I don't mind them. My wife doesn't like them at all, so I really haven't watched a whole lot okay. lately. Um, although we have gotten into watching the campy, intentionally bad horror movies, like Lamageddon. Yes! Oh my God, that was going to be the one that I was. That was going to oh be the one that I was going to bring up. Oh, that, okay. oh my God, that is. I, James, you and I are on the same page because Prime and, and Velocipaster. Amazon Prime. Horrible, horrible yeah, Amazon Prime. Worst movies. Amazon Prime has all these horrendous. Horrendous. Like there was one where like the your my grandmother's a werewolf, Lamageddon, uh, <laughs> Velocipaster. Yeah, they've got all of the the Sharknados. They've got like oh, the Sharknados, oh, yeah. Croctopus, and like <laughs> all these just Weird horrendous movies. monster movies. It yeah. is. It's it's great for like a Saturday night or uh, when you can mm-hmm. uh, take. Things that were once illegal but are now legal, and just en- yeah. and just enjoy these ridiculous, uh, ridiculous movies. And so, James, I'm so glad you brought up Llama again because that was the first one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, awful a- but great at the same time. I know. It was, it, and we, we've kind of so we've kind of gotten we've kind of gotten into a rabbit hole with those a little bit. Um, and uh, so we watched Llama again. There was one called Velocipaster. Where it was like about this like Catholic priest who turns into a dinosaur. I can't. Be I have to ask you if you've seen this one. It's about an evil uh, recliner that eats people. Oh, I've, we saw that one, but we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. We saw the, we saw the, the, the cover for that one. The production value movies, is man. it's like they made it for a dollar. Yeah. It is so the production value is so oh bad, but it's this like haunted. Yeah, it's this haunted uh, Lazy Boy recliner or something like that. And, uh, that sounds like a Family Guy skit. Like, so bad. That's so so bad. Goodness. And, uh, goodness. We started getting into those kind of movies when we f- it was at the film festival, 
we saw a couple. Uh, it was there was Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which I love, and I think is, is actually which is, really which is good. great. It's good, but it kind of I think it kind of jump started some of those movies. They yeah. were like intentionally bad horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> and then they had another one I think that was called Black Sheep, oh, and it boy. was like a thing like where the black sh- or the sheep. I feel like this flock of sheep becomes like vampires. Okay, yeah, I don't know about that one, but I love it. It was like a midnight movie at the at the you know film festival years ago, and we we saw both of those, and then we kind of got in this little kick. Yeah, I feel like when the when the calendar turns to October, it's just different. Like October is just the fun month. It's an interesting month. It's just like I've oh, yeah, it. I can I can watch. I'm still trying to figure out like when do I watch Violent Night. Which is now? that Santa Claus oh, movie yeah. with uh, the oh, guy yeah. who plays Hopper? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, David Harbour. Yep. Um, like, is it a movie for now, or do I wait until like no, early December? Maybe no, both. Now, you can watch it now. Yeah, because I haven't seen both. it, but I do want to watch it. Very scared. You can watch it now. Oh, uh, yeah. as far as one, one movie I started to watch the other night, and then I, I stopped about fifteen minutes in because I'm like, oh, Cena's got to watch this. It was we start we started watching Cocaine Bear. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, uh. am, I am giving you the. It, it's completely it's over dramatized. It's a like weird movie, man. all oh, the yeah. stuff that happens in there didn't actually happen. They no. just found yes. like, uh, the park service just found a, a bear OD'd on cocaine. Yes, that bear never went no. crazy and ate a bunch of people no. and, and did all that stuff. But it is a it's a ride. It, it is, is a movie. It's a movie. Ride and just if a you if you have fun. a Saturday night where you're not doing anything, yeah, yeah, just the, first, it's a movie. Just the first little bit of it. I was like. You know, over the top, of two <laughs> hikers out in the in the woods. The first run into it at yeah. first, and everything, and then uh, and then the guy from the wire, yeah, like overdoing his little part. Oh yeah, at the that's right. He plays the cop. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean, as far as for me, I'm not. I like scary movies, but then again, I don't. If I've seen the movie before, I know when the suspense is. I so as far as my first ever scary movie, I guess that would really scare the bejesus. Out of me, that is not my favorite by any means because of it. The Exorcist. That scared the bejesus out of me. I was a freshman in high school. Decided to watch it at midnight, lights off, no one around me. And, uh, yeah, I didn't see it for two days. So, and I haven't seen a movie since. I don't plan on watching the new one that they're, because they're making a new one. Yeah, there's a new one out this year. Yeah. I, I, I heard bad things. Yeah, I, like I said, don't plan on watching it. It's like, what, the seventh Exorcist movie, but it's supposed to be it's like a, a true sequel to correct. it. It was supposed to be like, you know, like Halloween, the the most recent trilogy. That it's, first one, which I thought was pretty good, was just a direct correct. sequel. It, it it discounted everything else that had come before. It was just like we're just making it after, you know, Michael gets captured. He spent mm-hmm. forty years in prison and all that. And I thought it was it, it, it was quite good. Uh, and so I think people were expecting that for this Exorcist as well. Yeah. And I guess it just yeah, it just hasn't delivered. Uh, I I, ha- I watch The Shining every year, every October. Never seen it, but one really? of my really it's, Ma- it's on Max right but now. One of my one of my favorite horror movies, uh, and I don't know if you can consider it horror. I think it's more kind of oh, horror adjacent. Right. Is the sequel Doctor Sleep? I don't okay. know if you guys have seen. I've not seen that. Heard of it? It is awesome. I heard of it. And mm-hmm. the new one, right? Yeah, with Ewan Ewan McGregor, I think, like, 2017. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And, like, I know all about The Shining. Uh, I've seen the... the, I've seen scenes... It's one of those movies that you... Even if you haven't seen it, you've seen enough... Right. ...in popular culture that you... You know, when you you hear people say Red Wall, you know exactly what I've seen The Shining. 
which is the Simpsons oh, version yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, so I feel like I've seen The Shining. Um, but yeah, Doctor Sleep is is one of my. I, I think the movies that have that have truly terrified me the most in my throughout my life. One, you guys are gonna find this hilarious, oh, and boy. I don't know if you know it, but Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is I can see I like it to a kid. When I saw that as a kid, it, yeah, I went, and I don't know why, but I went and I hid in the clothes hamper. Oh. I was so scared oh. that I was this, I, I look at probably like five, six, you know, mm-hmm. years old, and yeah, I just yeah. like the clothes hamper was like kind of like my safe space, so my my parents just had this like brown wicker basket one. And I would just go in there, and I would just put clothes on top of me, and I, I just felt safe in there. So that's what I did after I saw that movie. The other ones that have really scared me, The Ring. Ooh. Oh, yes. Me. That was a good movie. Blair yeah. Witch, the, the original Blair, Blair Witch project. Yes, thank terrified you. Terrified me. That final scene, I've never felt my body do what it did when the camera panned over and she was just standing in the corner. Yes. I, I just got chills right now just saying that, actually. That's scared me. Yes, um, thank you. I, I had nightmares that. after watching the first chapter of It, the new It. Oh, cool, because uh, uh, that was one of my that movies. One that one gave me mm-hmm. nightmares. Um, but the one movie, and it's not really a horror, it's a horror comedy, oh, the boy. one movie that I have to watch every Halloween, please, please tell me. Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Oh, that's a great movie. Yep. Shaun of the Dead Love is, that movie. It is my, my <laughs> number one. Better go to I, Winchester. I have to watch it every, every single... I, I saw that in theaters, and I went, this is one of my favorite movies it's of so all time. Funny. It's a great I, movie. I was, I was entertained from jump. It was it was so good. Mm-hmm. Do you do any of the... See, and I this? saw that on our first date. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you do any of the scream, the uh, scary movie, oh, actually, scary no, our movie trilogy? Date. Our second date. Second First day, date. we just had, we just met at a restaurant, and had dinner. Second nice. day, we saw Shaun of the Dead. Well, That's awesome. and yeah, if you guys both walked out of that liking that movie, you were like, it was cool. meant to be. We're, we we're, liked it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's uh, one, there's one other movie. Scary movie three, I prefer. I, I like three of the scary movies. Okay, cool. Scary movie three is my yes, favorite. That's the, that's um, the one with the world, the world. Yes. One way. Yeah. When uh, Simon, not uh. What's Charlie name? Sheen's. Charlie in it. Sheen's. In it. Charlie okay, Sheen's. Okay, cool. In it. And cool, then cool, cool. It has the it has the eight mile scene, which is my favorite because his rap is like, "I'm a white boy, but my neck is red. I put Miracle Whip on my Wonder Bread, and it, I I love that. Uh, that so yeah, of the scary movies, three is my favorite. Um, of the screams, I, I do like. Oh, it's gotta uh, be the first. For me, it's the first uh, one. That first one is great. Um, and then we are wasting so like oh it's we're only ten minutes into this that's not bad I, I thought I, I thought, do I do I have this was like a half hour conversation so far we're not we're not doing too bad <laughs> no but there's one movie that needs to be thrown out there it's uh, Silence of the Lambs I know a lot of people don't do that movie and I for numerous reasons why but for me it's like once a year I watch it once a year. I maybe w- I don't even consider that that's a horror a, movie though. That's more about no, thriller. but it's a it suspense. Is. But it it's a suspense. It has thriller, yeah. that effect on you as if you. For well, me, it does. That, that night vision goggle scene <sighs> is uh, horrifying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I think I brought it up on this podcast before. The scariest scene I've ever seen in a movie is not even in like a horror movie. Oh boy. It's in Zodiac. Oh yeah. Uh, the scene when Jake Gyllenhaal is in the basement <gasps> looking through like archives or trying to find something i it was i was probably 
watching this at one, two o'clock in the morning for some reason, <laughs> in the dark, and I didn't Ooh. think it was gonna be scary. I had never been so terrified watching a movie in my entire life. Because you don't, I, I was you don't know so what it scared. Comes, like, yeah. Right, I didn't know what was coming. I think at that it's point, a good movie though. It's a good at movie. that point, I was like, oh, maybe like the Zodiac killed a, a newspaper reporter or something like that. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't know. Um, wow. But yeah, one of the things that. Uh, Harrison uh, and my, my buddy John have done the last few years is uh, we've done uh, like just a horror movie night. Nice. And we watched Halloween Ends last year, and that sucked. I've heard. Halloween. I haven't, I haven't seen that. And I'm a big is, fan of the original Halloween. It's not the Rob Zombie one. No, it no. is. Okay. No, it was the it's the Danny McBride one. Okay. It's the th- it's the third uh, in the trilogy of the Danny McBride Halloweens, and it is really weird and not good. And yeah, there was like one scene that I was like, you know what, I I I don't ever want to see this ever again. And just thinking about it makes my my toes curl. Well, so. I've never seen it, so I think I'm good on that. I think yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Mine from when I was a kid was. Uh, uh, my sisters used to take me to, to movies all the time. We had a drive-in movie theater not far from our house, so they would take me and they would sneak me into drive-in movie theaters. They just put me in the back seat and put a blanket over me. <laughs> That's, <And> awesome. <clears throat> That's awesome. Like, <laughs> completely like, over you? Yeah. So you couldn't see? Yeah, like when we were going through the pay. Oh, yeah, they're trying know. to get them yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so they, could, so they could Finish sneak me in. Finish that story. I have a great so story. They could, so they sneak me in that. and they didn't have to pay. And, uh, so, and uh, so, you know, every year... For our vacation, family vacation, we go to the to the beach at South Haven, and one summer they took me to this movie, and it was a horror movie. It's called Blood Beach, <laughs> and it was just about this monster that would like pull people underneath the sand like, yeah. at the beach, and everything like that. And like watching it at the time, I didn't. Really, I was like, I was a little kid. It didn't bother me or anything like that. But then we went to the cottage, and we're on the beach, oh. and we're having like a. And we're having, you know, a campfire at night, and I'm, like, you know, laying on the sand or whatever, and I'm a little kid, and, I, I'll, and all I can hear, and I didn't know it was my heart beating, <laughs> I could hear this noise, and I'm like, it's the monster underneath, underneath the sand. <laughs> it's the monster underneath the sand. It's coming to get me. And I was just frozen. Got like, you. I couldn't move. Got you. That's <laughs> and everything. That's a, another uh, prime movie, Sand Sharks. Prime, uh, uh, Amazon Prime movies, horror man. movie Sand Sharks. If you guys haven't seen that one, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had, you know how you can't bring booze to the uh, Cherry Bowl drive-in. Yeah. Right. Uh, so <laughs> supposedly every, everyone everyone gets oh, uh, everyone yeah. does. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I see people there with like bottles of wine. And, I believe it. And uh, but uh, uh, former. Uh, Record Eagle news reporter Mark Johnson. Uh, we went to see, I think we saw Toy Story and Toy Story 4 and something else. Wow. Did he bring a bottle of ice hole? He brought, uh, oh, God, I don't think so. Not that night. Stay away <laughs> from that stuff. It um, used to be the drink du jour. It was, yes. Everyone would. It was like a celebratory shots of, uh, of ice hole. But no, um, he... We drove in. We got through with uh, the booze that we had there, um, and then he was so worried about getting caught that he tried to pour some of his beer into, you know, like the water bottle that I have right yeah. here, right? Yeah, he tried yeah, to yeah. pour it into there. 
Um, only he was so worried about getting caught, he covered himself in a blanket. <laughs> and when he tried to pour it in, of course it all foamed over and it sprayed all over him while he was underneath the the blanket. And so he smelled like booze all night. Yeah, My car so smelled like booze all night, which was great. I'm like, if I get pulled over, I'm so I am in trouble. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah. So <laughs> I would have enjoyed that story. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, hey, hey man, you can you can give me a breathalyzer right now. I will blow z- uh, point zero zero. I promise that. So. Oh, All right. Goodness. Well, uh, hey, that was uh, awesome. Listeners, hey, great story time, guys. Uh, audible viewers out there, uh, let us know uh, what some of your uh, favorite and least favorite movies are to watch during spooky season. Uh, you can comment on Twitter, Facebook, send us a message. Uh, just uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Let's get into the area code game now. And before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This episode of The Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in Traverse City. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's. Freaky yeah. Yeah. All right, we had our guesses for 260 last week, and those were... I. Oh, that's right. I chose Catalina, California for uh, Step Brothers. Uh, James, you chose Chicago, and Jordan, you chose Pawnee for the 260. James, why did you choose Chicago? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember what it was. Justified? I chose Chicago. Right, anything would do it justified? No, that's uh, that was Detroit. Okay, Detroit. Yeah. So let's see. Area code two six zero in the United States is in fact Fort Wayne, Indiana. No we way! We got a winner. <laughs> we have got a winner right here. Uh, so Yo. that'll. Leslie that, Nope. Very nice. All right, Leslie wow. Nope comes through on the dot, like almost like. On Fort Indiana on the dot. Got, got the state right. Wow. All right. Uh, any guesses for you guys? I can get started for 261, and I doubt it's right because, uh, I, I I mean, I don't know. But the, the show that I just started watching, it's already had three seasons, and, I, and I, I just started it, and it's quickly becoming one of my favorite shows uh, on Hulu. Only, only Murders in the Building. Oh, uh, Selena starring Gomez? Selena Gomez, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Martin Short. Uh, I started watching it after there was that discourse on Twitter that Martin Short isn't funny. And I'm yeah, like, this that. is ridiculous because Martin Short, growing up, yeah. he was, one, he was one of my favorite. Um, from his SNL skit with the synchronized swimming, <laughs> yeah. the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, him and Three Amigos yeah, is yeah. great, as is uh, Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I I grew up idolizing Martin Short, and so I just didn't funny. understand where this discourse was coming from, where he wasn't funny. And then I've been watching Only Murders in the Building, Good and show? he is hilarious. It's cool. one of my, it's like, right now, it's it's rising in the yeah, ranks it's, it's of, as of as one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So it's cool. based in New, in New York, mm-hmm. so I am choosing New York for the 261 area code. I need a new show, Sam, so good, good recommendation. Okay. I'll go with Georgia for the aforementioned cocaine bear. Oh, nice. All right. That's right. No, yeah, because we're, we're bringing movies into it as well. Cause, uh, I haven't really started any new TV shows yeah, that okay. are, you know, based on Earth. <laughs> based on Earth. Good call. Uh, I'm going to the Valley, a.k.a. Silicon Valley, for the show Silicon Valley. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so we've got California, New York, and Georgia uh, for, for next week. All right. Well, 
That was fast. Nice. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, we spent so much time on the horror movie I love things. that. I kinda, was, I you guys have to... wonderful stories as far as horror. <laughs> hey, just... we've, we've, <laughs> we've lived a life, no Look doubt about it. So, oh, awesome. All right, let us get into the pulse. Uh, I want to start off this week. Uh, we'll get into some uh, playoff action. Let's start with the news of the day. Uh, a little day. bit of regional golf uh, and talk Traverse City St. Francis, which I believe is ranked seventh in the most recent rankings. Some, I, I can like actually, that, yeah. I, I, I'm on the rankings page at MHSAA right now, so I can, I can pull it up uh, right now and we can find out. So Traverse City St. Francis, they did in fact win their regional today, and they are, I'm sorry, they are ranked eighth. Uh, in the current. So they won a team regional, and then Grace Slocum uh, won a individual regional title, uh, winning, shooting a 77 and yeah, winning by, by 11. By 11. 11 strokes. She turned it up to 11. And that's that's with shooting an 8 on a par 5, making it uh, making me feel good, right? Anytime I get a s- snowman, I, I feel pretty... But the, the fact that she got a snowman and still shot a 77, and, and she broke 80 with an yeah. 8, yeah. that's ridiculous. Because, like, if I ever sh- shot an 8, I would definitely then shoot a 9 and then a 10 and probably an 11 oh, just, to, horrible. just to keep so going. It makes me feel nice. Um, so, and, and yesterday we had, uh, so they'll obviously qualify for the uh, state finals, which uh, take place uh, October 19th and 20th so uh, across the uh, across the Actually, state. I know that uh, D1 is at D1 and D2 are at Forest Acres. I think D4 is at Bedford Valley. So that's where Saint uh, Saint Francis D yeah Saint Francis is D4. Uh, I don't I can't remember where D3 is. I think D, I, think, I think they're D3. No, they're I, I just I just looked uh, at are the they rankings. Four? Yeah, they're they're ranked okay. eighth in D4. Okay. Um, and so then, yeah, but I can't remember where the Division Three state finals are at. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have coverage of that uh, coming up next weekend. We'll obviously have coverage of uh, Grace Slocum's big win uh, in today's issue of the Get Around podcast. Uh, so check not yeah. today's issue Four of the Bedford Traverse Valley. City record. Four is at Bedford yeah, Valley. Three is at the Meadows in Grand Valley. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, check out uh, Record Eagle for coverage of uh, the regional finals and everything else that happened here on this lovely Tuesday. Um, guys, one of the reasons that we did the podcast today was because we wanted to have Traverse City Central guests uh, on from the uh, volleyball team, which is on the cusp of uh, winning a, a Big North Conference title. We will have a conversation. James and Jordan spoke with Audrey Parker and Sydney Bear uh and we'll listen to that a little bit later. But uh, other than the, the golf that we have uh, this week, we had Petoskey qualify for states uh, yesterday, and a couple of, I believe, Grace Drabeck from Cadillac also qualified for state finishing in the top... That would have been top 15, I would top, top 10, I top think. Top 10, I think she was 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll follow that uh, as well. Uh, we have tennis regionals. Uh, coming up this week, uh, St. Francis has a hosting a huge one with I think almost every single team there is a team that we cover, uh, and Jordan will be out there uh, on Thursday. Thursday, yeah, at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Middle School, the tennis courts there, uh, and then we have district soccer uh, going as well. Loaded. Yeah, how are we feeling about this postseason? 
uh, we'll start with soccer because I, I think that's kind of the, the easiest one to have a discussion about yeah. uh, because we have Traverse City West, who in the most recent rankings uh, are fourth. Oh, four, oh yeah, in, they dropped down Sorry. in in Division uh, Division One. I think I, I was curious why they dropped down, but then it must be because they went neck and neck with TC Central, which they didn't. They blew them out the first time they met. They went neck and neck, and then you see in the rankings they drop down one spot. Very curious all that why that happened, but that's just my that's just me pondering my own thoughts. Well, Monday night they won their 14th straight Big North Conference title and 22nd in school history. 22nd since, since in it's open. 26 years, 27 years. Have you ever like anyone ever heard or seen a school? I mean. We talk about the ski team of Patowski just running states every year, but as far as like the owner conference, well, James has got that. James has got that championship database that he's creating, which is like the coolest awesome. thing that I've. I mean, I I love that. And so gonna be, so hopefully, we'll we'll get that published on the on the website in the next month or two. Uh, Maybe we'll see. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to overpromise. By the end of the twenty twenty four. <laughs> but yeah um do you have a uh, a list of uh do you have Traverse city west soccer uh is that in the uh, database yet well, like i the last think time i think state. it is yeah hold on here sir i know so they went soccer to state boys yeah jason so yeah it was 1997 that they became Traverse city west Correct. yeah and so they've won 22 and it's so this is yeah yeah so i can That's add i can add here we can add 23 to this now there you go officially yeah, well, nice. Just, just they heard it that. first. They heard it first. It's in the database. It's we, we ask this question pretty much every single year, but... It has to can, be. Can, can West it do it this be. year? It has to be. For me, personally, just because of what I've seen this year and what I saw last year, they're almost... I want to say they're almost like the same team, but it just seems like they're always just... They, they know how to play. They play smart. They have the players to do it. They have the goalkeeper to do it. I really don't see what, like, how they don't. Personally, I don't see how they don't. Unless there's some slip-up that happens in regionals, like the regional finals where they lost, which we all immediately thought it was going to be Oak Rapids and D.C. West and Leland moving forward last year. But it has to be this year. Like, I don't, yeah, that's just me. We have one very exciting potential matchup. Uh, in in Division Three in the Grayling Elk District, Rapids. and we could see Elk Rapids, which has been a perennial contender for the last Couple better of parts of a de- of a decade, yeah. uh, and uh, against one of the most exciting breakout stars uh, in Northern Michigan in, in boys soccer, in, in Mitchell Harrington, who has just been uh, scoring goals uh, left and right. Yeah, he has been fantastic. Uh, a uh, candidate, no doubt, if not Easy. front runner for uh, Record Eagle Player of the Year, and we could get Elk Rapids versus Grayling in the district final. How are we feeling about that potential matchup? I'd be nervous. Uh, You'd be nervous. I, it's been a while for Grayling. That it's been a while since Grayling beat Elk Rapids. It's been a very long time. So, okay. was I mean, if Grayling does it, that's I, I would think that's pretty pivotal that Elk Rapids lost in districts when they've been a state for the the, the meeting they had earlier this year I think it was three to two was the final 
close. That's a close. And I think that's pretty close. And I think Harrington had both of the goals uh, in that game. I could be wrong, but I. I that sounds about right. Yeah, that does yeah. sound about right. So, I, I mean, I I'm excited for that. If it does happen, if it does happen, all the ducks are in a row for both teams to make it to the district finals. That would be a great game to watch. There there are a few things more exciting uh, for me anyway, like. Playoff high school soccer is so is fun, so fun and exciting because everybody is on the edge of their seat the entire time. It is win just, or go home. Jordan, we were at that Elk Rapids. I would never forget. I, I brought that up. I've, I've talked about that year, game. One of the greatest we, games I've been to. Yes, I've seen uh, a lot of soccer. I, I've I, never felt that. I have seen Joey Weber uh, from from Buckley put on an absolute clinic as a goalkeeper and Ooh. shut out uh, a Muskegon Western Michigan Christian team oh, wow. that I think the year before had won the state championship. Let me surprise. Uh, I have s- Leland has put together uh, in- incredible teams. James, why am I blanking on the name of that kid from David, Leland? David Newton. Like 17, 2017, oh. 18. Koblund? Koblund, Yes. I was a big fan of his, and then I think you guys asked Kobe about, like, do you know who Brendan Queeley is? And he's like, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. He's like, I was like, oh, man, I thought I thought we were friends, man. I thought, like, we've, I've, I've interviewed you a bunch, and we've, had, we've, we've talked, and you're like, no, I have no idea who that is. I don't know, um, man. Yeah, Kobe Lund, uh, one of my favorite players to watch back in the day. I forgot about that bit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is. we're bringing back some uh, some old get around uh, <laughs> stuff uh, wow. right there. But uh, yeah, that was James. What game. what what stands out for you uh, in this uh, high school soccer district season? Yeah, oh, well, I mean that district is going to be good. I mean, mm-hmm. Grayling's going to have to get past Kalkaska, who's been a very pesky team this season. Yeah, um, underdog, you know, sneaky. So Grayling and Kalkaska both kind of rising out of. Teams who are normally kind of in the cellar of the Lake Michigan Conference, and, and getting in that top half and and making their and, you know, Kalkaska has a whole bunch of foreign exchange students this year, and well, that, and that has helped the soccer team a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but they got some homegrown kids in that team too, um, and they've just been they've been doing really well. So Grayling's gonna have to get by them to get to Elk Rapids, and then you know if you get that Elk Rapids Grayling match, that should be. That should be really good. I think I'd, I'd even love Elk Rapids and Kalkaska. I do too. That would be, I mean, that's the nice thing about having a, a fairly deep Lake Michigan conference, at least in your, your top three there. Mm-hmm. So as, as far as just like what it's been in the past, is, would you, as far as just length of covering boys soccer, would this be the deepest for Lake Michigan that it's been? Like Elk Rapids has competition now? Yeah, I mean, because Harbor Springs is pretty solid too Harbor this year. Harbor Springs is good. That's another know? one. So I mean, yeah, the the Lake Michigan has has been pretty pretty solid that that top half of the Lake Michigan. I mean, normally it's just Elk, Elk Rapids, Rapids mowing teams down, right? And you know, Elk Rapids, is, I I don't think that they're 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 a little younger than they were last year. Oh yeah. But I don't think talent or skill wise they're any worse, and they've had a harder time of it. And it's yeah. not because of them; it's because the rest of the league is they have a fresh kind of lifted up. On the but they're still winning. I think they're seventeen right. two and two. Yeah, right now, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so I still think winning. that is still only. Defensively. I think it's only that's going to benefit the Elks this year because oh, they yeah. haven't had much competition through the regular season. 
where they were just like, ah, we're winning eight to nothing, or we're shutting teams out. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, this year they've like... kind of. I'm not saying that they've taken their lumps, but they've had to work a little bit harder to get the wins. Yeah, they've it's had to play a little bit more playoff soccer instead yeah. of like you said, eight nothing, eight nothing mercy games. I mean, and you also got Leland. You don't. You don't get anything out of those. That you means to prepare Leland's. yourself. All right. Uh, Anything uh, more on the playoff action there? Do we think Grace Slocum is going to win an individual uh, state championship? I would think so. This year? Is this her? She's so. a junior. I think this is the year for her to do it. I, I think she can do it. I mean, like I told you, the last two times I've done the prep roundup when St. Francis has golfed, she's had an eagle in her round. Not just birdies, an eagle. Yeah. An eagle and then multiple so birdies on top of that. I'm so bad uh, at golf. I mean, that's... That's just crazy. I'm really rooting for her. So I, I really want her to win. That'd be such a cool story. Mm-hmm. So, I do have a bold prediction over soccer, though. <clears throat> I have bold it up, my friend. Thank you. Bold and underline. I don't have the teams in going in, but I do predict that we we will have two state finalists in our area. Okay. We will have two teams that we cover that will be playing for the state this year. All I right. don't know in, who in the state championship game. Correct. Okay. I believe that it. That is a bold I really prediction. believe it. That is a bold prediction. I believe I can it. See I don't know why. For this year feels different. I can see a couple making the final four. Final four, too. That, too. So it, This year feels different. I don't know why. It just we'll does. We will, we will see. All right. A lot going on, like I said. Let's move in. Uh, we are in week eight of the football season. Two marquee matchups this week uh, that I want to talk about. The first one, Jordan, you will be going there on Friday. East Jordan, 6-1, 4-0 in the NMFC legacy, right? Legacy. And then versus Frankfurt, 6-1, 4-0 in the NMFC legacy. legacy. These two teams squaring off against each other. So we match from the district round one from last year where rain was just pouring and pouring and pouring. A 6 nothing final. It was one of the most defensive uh, game I would have from my eyes, pretty defensive match. Uh, Stevenson, uh, Frankfurt's former quarterback, tried to sneak it in, did not get it. East Jordan wins. It, overtime. Went to overtime. So uh, I would yeah, assume it, Frankfurt has uh, – they did not forget that, I would assume. Well, Frankfurt also has a little something to prove, too, after oh, yeah. getting shellacked Shellacks. by Fowler. Uh, both of these teams uh, were part of shutouts, albeit on opposite sides of the spectrum. Yep. Uh, you had East Jordan beat the ever-living bejesus out of uh, winless Harbor Springs, Harbor Springs, 56 to nothing, and then you had Fowler just really Give run it, it up uh, on Frankfurt, 54 uh, to nothing. So that was something I wasn't expecting because no. I had written a bunch for uh, the <laughs> prep leader. Oh. On Friday night, I was like, "Well, this will be a this will be a game." I'll talk to Schindler and all that. Ed oh. Schindler did not call uh, on that night, and I can yeah. understand that you wouldn't really want to talk to the press after a fifty-four to nothing loss. I get mm-hmm. it. So, how they respond is is going to be big. Uh, uh, James, what are your thoughts on, on that game, and who do you see having the advantage going into it? Is it East Jordan because they're playing at home? I guess I guess I would maybe just say yeah, just because they're playing at home. Because I think this is game is kind of a kind of coin flip. Um, <clears throat> should be a great game. Should be a beautiful game. I'm excited. At Boswell Stadium, right in the middle of the fall colors. Have you ever been I've, there? I've never. 
the That's football stadium is really basically carved out of a forest. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It's just giant standing oaks and <laughs> yes. maples all around the whole All right, well, tell Jan to take a state. bunch of oh, yeah. photos. That's why yeah. it's a like, conference, conference championship, fall colors in the air. Yeah. There's a reason why I wanted to go there. I'm excited. Very excited. You can write your headline already. I know. Win or lose, you can use, use fall colors. Literally, easy. Okay. Just kiss. Jan can just show up, take a pregame photo of the team warming up with the fall colors in the background, take the rest of the night off. <laughs> hey, thanks, Jan. I'm glad you drove all the way out here. I'm glad we drove all the way out here, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah as far, aside from just it just being a home game for East Jordan, um, what about Frankfurt as far as just having just bouncing back after boat race by Fowler? Well, I mean, it depends on how they came out of that game. You know, they don't have a whole lot of depth. So if the reason why it was so lopsided was maybe a couple of injuries, then that could really benefit East Jordan. Um, you know, they had Division Eight; you can't afford to have any injuries. So if maybe that was the reason why that Fowler game was so lopsided, then that could transition over into this other game too. But ho- hopefully, you hope it's not. Um, but you know, if they had one or two key injuries. That's really gonna, really gonna hurt them. But you could say the same thing for East Jordan or any other Division Eight team. In Division Eight, an eight-player football team, you you're relying on the same group of guys, and if you get one or two of them out, then that's that's tough. Would East Jordan be a surprise team to you guys this year, as far as how well they're doing? No, this far in the season. Nope. No, no, no. I, I, season, no, I, I, I expect yeah. them to to do well. Uh, again, you have. Uh, we'll Russell talk has. about him uh, a little bit later when we get to the Get Around Hall of Fame. But uh, Corbin Russell uh, and Braylon Grabowskis, I mean, w- what they did oh. this last week was, I mean, again, it was against a, vi- a, a bad Harbor Springs team. But and, I, and I get it. And, and Harbor Springs is sometimes you just opponents. gotta you you gotta beat the teams that you're playing, and that and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I, then I, I do have nuggets for this matchup. If anyone is keeping. St- Score track. Uh, last time East Jordan has won this conference was in 2021, and for Frankfurt, uh, 2016. So it's been a while for Frankfurt. Okay. So the other big game that we have features two seven and O teams squaring off uh, against each other. James, you've now seen both of these teams. Yes. Uh, you saw Jackson Lumen Christie last week uh, take on. St. Francis. Francis and shut them out 35 to nothing Brutal. and you've also seen Gaylord uh, with Russell Hush who is probably one of the quickest kids on a football field in northern Michigan right or uh, would you put so him up there yeah, with he's like you have a division three number four in Gaylord and a division seven number one in Jackson Lumen Christie they are both ranked squaring off uh, in a battle of the unbeatens which I love especially in week eight uh, this is this is when you want teams that are that are undefeated going up against each other because mm-hmm. they can taste that undefeated regular season and they certainly don't want it snatched away from them uh, in, in week eight. What do you expect from this game, James? One thing after uh, last last week when I talked to to Josh Sellers after the game is that he, you know, the, the quote was you know that he complimented the the Lumen Christie coach, you know, and for kind of he's like it could have been a lot worse. And I was like thinking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, they play Gaylord next week. He's not going to show him anything. Oh yeah, smart. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> they had that he didn't know he didn't know that Gaylord coaches would be there. Herb, Herb Brogard. Herb Brogan. Brogan. Yeah. Yeah. He's been there for a while. 
Long time. Long time. Long time. Well, I mean, if you're a football coach and your name is Herb, you're going to be <laughs> good. Uh, I mean, I'm... You, you know what thing to do. Long time. Right, you probably You know what thing to do. Yeah, like his, his two kids are coaches for him. Our assistant coaches. Wow. <laughs> on the staff? On the, ja- on the staff? That, for for Jackson? Christie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So... Oh, boy. What yeah. do you... Do, do you see this being a competitive game? You have a Division three uh, school in that's in the Gaylord. thing. That's and the then, thing with like, such a, how good is Jackson Lumen Christie as a Division seven team? How do they stack up against a, a D three team that's a top five team? They're I mean for a Division seven team they're good. They're they're pretty big for a Division seven team. So it's not out of the question for them to play up to a Division three team. I mean they in the trenches they're pretty solid and pretty big. They kind of they kind of pushed St Francis around. At times in the game, um, which usually doesn't happen, you know, they just had a size disadvantage, and uh, so I think, I think they can at least maybe battle Gaylor to a standstill there, maybe, you know, they got they got to hope they can, and then, and then pull something else out, you know, they got a quarterback who when when needed can throw the ball, but they'd like to run the ball, you know, they're kind of like St. Francis, they, if they don't have to throw it, they won't, too much. And but Gaylord's kind of the same way. Gaylord doesn't throw the ball a ton. Um, you know they'll they'll maybe ten times a game ish. Um, so for it being a Division three versus Division seven matchup, it's the teams are oddly similar. Okay. Yeah. I'm so this. if this is let's let's compare this to the two Jackson Lumen Christie St. Francis games from last season, Ooh. right? Week two, Lumen Christie and St. Francis. Final score was 42-35. High-scoring mm. game. State championship game, much different. 15 to 12. 12. Yeah. What? You, <laughs> which one is more likely? High-scoring, low-scoring in this one? Uh, I think it'll probably be somewhere in between because I can't. I don't see Lumen Christie being able to completely shut out or you know stop Gaylord. Gaylord's yeah. going to be able to score points. Yeah. You know, Hush is Hush is going to break some runs. You know, Caleb Arnst, you know, will will make some plays there too. They got Ty Benzinger, Pretzlaff on the outside, a receiver, and then a linebacker. Um, on defense, they're just going to have to stay away from Brady Pretzlaff, but that's much easier said than done. Every team has tried to do that and run away from him, and you can't. He's fast, and He's so fast. you know, it, if you got a game where these two teams sort of on paper look similar. You you go with the one who has a Division One football player, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you know, it's making the difference. So, I you know I think Gaylord can pull this one out, but you know, Lumen uh, Christie showed last week why they're ranked number one. I mean, they <laughs> they came in and they played St. Francis and shut out a Gladiator team for the first time since 2013. Yeah, for for the first time in a decade. I mean, yeah, and they, and they were impressive in doing it. I mean, it, like like Josh said, it, the score could have been worse. They had one drive in the first quarter that went there where they drove down to like the ten and then fumbled. Um, you know, so I mean, it could have been. And they didn't show their cards, so that's that's interesting. Also, that they, they kind of held back a little bit. Also, Gaylord, win or lose, whatever it is, they could use this as like a measuring stick for how they match up with one of the best teams in a different division. Obviously, they're not going to play this team in the state at all or any playoffs. But it shows them, as far as look on paper and film, hey, this is how we match up with the number one ranked team in Division 7. So when we head into maybe we see something similar that Jackson has done, 
or whatnot. I mean, they're playing one of the best, so these guys are measuring stick. Yeah, this is a good time of the season for this matchup. And it's the second to last week of the season before districts. Gaylord could not have planned this for a better time to do this. All right, prediction time. Who wins? Well, I'm well, I'm going to be biased I'll, as heck. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say Gaylord. I'm going to say Gaylord. I'm, I'm going to be biased Gaylord as heck. Too. I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, for, uh, for a score, maybe 30 to 17. Ooh. I don't know, 17. 30 to 14. I'll give Gaylord three touchdowns and three Connor Byram field goals. That's the other thing. They have a <laughs> they have a kicker. They have one of the best kickers in the state. Yeah, I'm still. Lumen, Christi, Lumen Christie had a decent looking kicker too. Okay. Between um, one of the interesting things was Warren Asher was doing the punting for for uh, St. Francis. Oh. You know, and he's a big kid, um, and man, he can boom them too. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I think he has a I think he has a future as a punter in college if, yeah. if, he, if he wants to concentrate on it. Um, but now, Lumen Christie uses one of its offensive linemen as its kicker, too. Okay. <laughs> wow. So you'll have, there's Lumen Christie and Gaylord, you know, two offensive linemen who are also uh, doing the kicking duties because Connor Byram's a starting lineman for Gaylord. Wow. Well, those are the, like I said, those are the two marquee matchups of Week 8, and we are looking forward to both of those. Uh, there's plenty of other action coming up as well. Traverse City Central has their senior night. Uh, at Thurlby Field coming up on Friday. Lots of other great action as well. There's a few games on Saturday. Uh, I wanted to talk uh, a little bit of volleyball before we get into our interview with Audrey and Sydney. Traverse City Central has certainly made a statement this year on the volleyball court, especially beating Cadillac twice. Uh, And I know that the last one at home, uh, I I asked them uh, during the pre-interview, uh, before you guys got here, uh, I asked them both what their favorite match so far of the season was, and they both said the second Cadillac game at home. Uh, and how do we feel about this Traverse City Central team? This is the second year under Emily Wilbert, and they had a, a historical season last season, went farther than any other Traverse City Central volleyball team had gone before. So What's the potential short. of this team? Actually making it to Battle Creek? I mean... I uh, I did tell them after after we were done. I was like, yeah, I think I owe you guys an apology. They were like looking at me like, why? I was like, well, one of the reporters when I was covering you guys' game walked up to me, Harrison Beebe. He was like, didn't you write a, a column, like a story about Cadillac? I was like, yeah, I did. I did do, I did do that, didn't I? I forgot about that. He's like, yeah. Um, he just looked at me, shook his head, and obviously TC Central went on to win that match. And in my mind, I'm like, I think I owe Travis City sent an apology for overlooking them. They're good. They, they, uh, they. You owe them a story they, at least. Correct. You owe them, I a, did, nice, I went, you owe them a nice feature. <laughs> yes. Okay. So as far and then that column where I claimed why not why we should not be looking over overlooking Cadillac should have also added TC Central as well. Um. Yeah, that column was uh, just. Overlooking <laughs> Central. Yeah. So that's what I told the players. Hey, I think I owe you guys an apology. Um, they're good. They have what it takes. I mean, if they went toe-to-toe with the state runner-ups and they beat them twice, one at their home and one on their home floor, who's to say they can't go further? I mean, if, like, yeah, they they did things very well. They, they did things very well. That's, that's all I can say. Yeah, and, and they are a very composed team. Uh, I, I saw them play against 
Traverse City West and that rivalry game is all there's so Always. much energy like Always. it is you can you can't help but feel it in your own chest that the like the energy when those two teams play each other it's just awesome yeah. that's why I think I've I've covered at least the last two or three years I've I've gone Down and there. covered that game just because I I like it so much it's fun um and yeah they are a very composed team and and they showed that uh in their four set win uh, against Traverse City West so I I'm really interested to see I I hope I want them to continue on because I followed them last year in the in the postseason and it, it it would be fun to see what they can do again uh, this year. Yeah, and, and they're most likely going to get T.C. West again in the playoffs. They played T.C. West in their last regular season game. Be still my beating heart, I swear. If we get a West Central playoff game. Yeah, West, uh, West just has to get past Alpena in the first round. I like and then they, get, that then, they get, then they get Central. Yeah, but, West, they, but they play each other twice within a week. West is, yeah, because they end their season. Uh, yeah, uh, October twenty fifth. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be at which, Central. Which, if they take, if Central takes care of business, that game doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, or for the Big North Conference because they already have it locked up. Yeah. But it's still a rivalry game, so it'll right. it'll mean something. Also, the, yeah, got me salivating on that one. That is uh, a playoff atmosphere volleyball <laughs> game between those two teams. Ooh. Also, yeah. I I don't know if you saw this. Cadillac is now Division One, so TC mm-hmm. Central and Cadillac could play. Each other in regionals. It's getting shaped up to be a very interesting volleyball season. I told you guys, what did I say at the beginning of this when we were doing our our, uh, preseason show looking ahead to the fall sports season? Yeah, you did. This is something you did say. Volleyball was going to be the most interesting sport. Right now, it's it's there. We're here. It's arrived. It has arrived. Intriguing possible matchups. So... um, Guess where the first round of regionals is at? Cadillac. Marquette. Oh, oh. Wow. All right. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess one of you will be driving down to Cadillac. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. That's so. yeah, okay. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Well, uh, let us then get into our interview with Traverse City Central Volleyballers, Audrey Parker and Sydney Bear. They joined James and Jordan in the Get Around Podcast studio a little bit earlier on. The Get Around is happy to bring on Traverse City Central volleyball players Audrey Parker. Thanks for having me. And Sydney Bear. Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, you guys are coming off a big win against... Cadillac, pretty pretty huge win. To, to kind, of, kind of cinch up the Big North Conference. I mean, you got some other games you got to take care of here and there, the rest of the season to kind of officially lock it up. But you're pretty well in the driver's seat. How big was that match against Cadillac? It was really an important match, probably for the season, to kind of solidify the conference. Not that we've totally won it yet, but. It gives us a better chance now that we have won it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it puts you—you you have your own your destiny in your own hands with with playing a couple of teams. I think that you've beaten already. Yes. So, so it it looks good. <laughs> um, what was the key in that game against Cadillac to to pulling that one out? Um, I think probably just having consistency and energy throughout the entire 
um, all the sets. It was mm-hmm. really nice to have high energy. It really kept us focused and wanting to win it more. Mm-hmm. How much did the student section help? Because obviously they were pretty loud the entire night, seems like. Well, as far as just the crowd and being at home, because you guys played them at Cadillac and beat them, and then you beat them again back at home. But to do it in front of your own fans, in front of family and friends who didn't have to travel too far, but they got to stay put. How cool was that just to be able to have that like cool little moment with just everyone in the school and people you know and whatnot? It was nice because last year when we played Cadillac at home, we lost. So it was kind of like a little redemption, and it was nice to be able to have people celebrate the good things we were doing. It kind of brought our energy up even higher. Obviously, last year they had multiple six with three uh, players on the front, and they only have one with Carissa. As far I asked Coach this, I asked Michelle Bynes, the Cadillac Coach this, and she told me that you guys knew that. Obviously, you guys knew that going in, but you guys took advantage of that throughout the entire night. Obviously, Carissa is Carissa. She's going to get her touches. She's going to do what she needs to do. But you guys basically made, made it a little difficult for them to even dig up anything that you guys were throwing at them. As far as game plan goes, like we just, I know we touched on it beforehand but um did you know going in as far as like okay these are like where they might be this is what we need to attack this is what we need to do yeah at practice we some of the girls on our team have played club ball with those girls so we kind of practice some of the shots they would have on defense like where they might be hitting the ball so where we should be standing on defense we know a lot of the routes that they like to run um that they like to do often and that they know that they can score on so we practice that a lot during practice to like block it or pass it if the block isn't there. I asked Elise this because obviously she I mean got like four or five straight points in the final set which with her spikes that seem to be so vicious that I'm surprised no one has gotten hurt off of that. I asked her and she said you, they ha- you guys have like a little joke about ice in your hands after you try to dig up one of her spikes. Have you had to do that at all as far as trying to dig up what she's just spiking because that's fast at least from my vantage point that looked painful she had other players sitting on the floor when she started to dig them up from your guys' vantage point how as far as the stories as far as trying to dig that up in practice I mean I don't pass I don't really go in the back row but <laughs> when I am back there I get pretty scared I usually just run away from it but yeah, when we're doing a drill, like when there's no block, it's kind of just like all of the back row players just standing there, like kind of closing our eyes, hoping hoping we get it up. And honestly, sometimes when we get them up, it's more surprise. We're like we're more like surprised that it got up. Like we're more like, oh wow, that got up. And then maybe like a little after, like I know sometimes when I pass them, my my arms like feel hot or warm. Mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of fun to pass them. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we'll go, so we'll go from from her trying to hurt you guys to you guys kind of almost trying to hurt her. And the new celebration <laughs> for you guys this year seems to be everybody's just running up and <laughs> hitting hitting each other like in the shoulders with two hands after big points. Where did that come from? Um, I think Elise got that from her club team. They did that a lot. And we used to do it a little bit last year, but it really brings a lot of energy this year. It mm-hmm. hypes up the person who got a good hit or good kill. Um, good pass mm-hmm. it just really creates a lot of celebration Elise seems to like doing that to her sister <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um and sometimes it's like i mean you know after after winning a big point you guys are really excited i mean sometimes it's 
it's a pretty big hit. <laughs> it's loud. Uh, yeah. It's so loud. Yeah. Have you, like, have you ever had somebody come up to you after and and and, and do that after uh, after a big point? And you're just like, maybe we should take it down a notch. <laughs> I've had a couple where I've almost fallen to the ground, but <laughs> they're fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like the, especially the back row players, um, just bring a lot of energy to the to the team, and and you guys just seem to to be celebrating and and screaming and yelling after points and stuff like that. Um, you know, Natalie, you, um, Addie, uh, and Sydney, um, just seems like uh, a lot of that going on. What is why is it particular that the the more the back row players? Do um, that. I would say just kind of more in general, we kind of have like louder people that play in the back row. Like mm-hmm. Natalie talks throughout like the whole point. Like I always hear her. Addie has like such good high energy, and it's just kind of like well, when I'm in the back row with them, like they make me talk more. I feel like talking more, and it's kind of like you get to like see Elise or Sydney or Phoebe or anyone in the front row. Just like you get like such like a cool angle from it. You're like, wow, that was awesome. Like. Let's go, and it kind of gets us pumped up. Like, let's do that again. Mm-hmm. So, who's the most who's the most excitable person on the team? Maybe I want to say Addie or Natalie, probably. Yeah, I would say Addie will jump the highest. Maybe Nat will like <laughs> yell the loudest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as for you guys, last year obviously totally different team moving forward into this season. Well, as far as just what you guys have been able to accomplish is a lot different than what you guys were doing the previous season. What's been different as far as just from what you guys have been able to see going forward? Obviously, players go, come and leave. They get that. But as far as just, seems like there's a different vibe with you guys this year because you guys are marking on wins that last year you were either win it or you would drop it. This year, you guys are just flat out winning consistently and impressively what's been the difference as far as from what you guys have been able to do maybe it was tactic maybe a scheme maybe it's another year under the belt with emily wilbert like what was what has been the difference for you guys um well i think that having elise on the outside really gives us a lot more options to run with her because she's a really good middle but also you can't always set a middle so having her as like a option from the outside is really good and I do think that like being more comfortable and like knowing coach will more is like like we know what, how, what she's gonna say like we've been practicing stuff and I think it's been working pretty well I think a lot of our players this year can play multiple positions so they know how the game works a little bit more and they can expect more of the like hits or passes from other people so it's a lot more easy to, um, like, understand the other side and how they're playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, giving us Cadillac, what had you guys worried more, them taking the first set or then you guys winning the next two and then taking the four and fourth and sending it to five? I was more – I felt it more in the first set because I kind of thought that, like, well, kind of like the vibe after we won the first time was like, okay, we did it in four, now this time let's do it in three. And they came out and they won the first set, and it's like, okay, we're going to have to play four anyways. And, like, it was kind of more tense, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, I was talking to Coach Wilbert, and she was talking about some of your the off-season summer stuff that you guys had, and uh, you had some adventures during that team bonding trip. Um, I guess one was getting stuck in a bathroom during a tornado, and the other was a fire alarm that went off in a in a building, and you guys had to walk 13 floors down. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got stuck in a Chipotle bathroom during a tornado warning. Um, you know, probably like 10 minutes. It was quite a long time. Was it over the summer downstate? Like, kind of? Yeah, we were in East Kentwood, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. the whole, yeah, 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 yeah. Playing, like, at a team camp type thing mm -hmm. or something? Same okay. weekend as the 13 flights of stairs walk. That was fun. <laughs> it was like It was, like, 8 in the morning, and the fire alarm went off. And it, like, woke us all up. And we had gone to bed kind of late, too, because we were doing, like, we had, like, a euchre tournament kind of thing. <laughs> and then, so we went to bed late, and then the fire alarm went off. And, like, at first, when I woke up, I was like, oh, I hope this turns off. Like, I really don't <laughs> want to get out of bed. But I guess it was posted in the elevator. We just never saw it or looked at it. But all the people in the apartment building knew that it was happening and that it wasn't real but mm -hmm. we didn't know that so we just walked all the way down because we didn't know if we could use the elevators or not <laughs> <laughs> okay so who's the best euchre player on the team then uh our co coach will and coach mark actually won the whole thing they they won every single game <laughs> <laughs> okay of the players who's the best i didn't play i don't know how to play um <laughs> Natalie. You're from Michigan and you don't want to play Euchre? Yeah. <laughs> I think Natalie was pretty good. I think her and Phoebe might have been in the finals with Coach Emily and Coach Mark. Okay, so you did like a bracket-style tournament. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, some, what are some of the other um, team bonding stuff that you guys have done? I know Coach Wilbert does that, emphasizes that kind of stuff a lot. Um, outside of just doing practices and playing games, is that everybody getting to know each other um, and just and just doing some activities together? What are some of the other things that you've done in the off season? Um, before the season start started during the summer, we did a lot of beach volleyball games. So we would go mm -hmm. to the courts downtown, and then she would pair us up in a group of like or teams of two or three, depending on the people there. Um, and we'd have little like beach volleyball tournaments, which was really fun to like take time out of the summer and um, be with the team. Mm -hmm. And we also um, have, like, like when we first made the team, we d went to her house for, like, a party, like a welcome to the team dinner, and it was, like, a barbecue, and that's kind of, like, a good way. That was a good way to, like, meet everyone because we were all sitting at the same table talking to people that we hadn't mm -hmm. talked to very much before. And you have stuff like film nights and pasta parties. Oh yeah. stuff, we have right, pasta parties. Is that during the season? Yeah, before a lot of the home games or away games, we'll have dinner at someone's house. Like last week, we had dinner at the home freeze, and we had breakfast for dinner. So it's not always pasta. It's kind of like whatever. Okay. What type of breakfast? What type of breakfast food is at this place? Uh, there was pancakes, um, French toast casserole, which was really good, and I think sausage, bacon. Uh, what about good. pasta? Like when you guys do pasta nights, what type of pasta is at the pasta party? Um, we usually just get Olive Garden catering. Cannot go wrong with Olive Garden. All the breadsticks, all okay. the pasta. Yeah, can't go wrong with the breadsticks. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 
Oh, my question for me, obviously, you guys' bonding trips, um, hope you guys get to know Emily a little bit more. Second year in, obviously, you're well aware that she used to be a former Trojan back in the day. 05 was the last time that was captured, and the Big North was captured, and she was on that team. How much stories or how much have you learned as far as just having Emily as your coach? Um, Having her as the coach, she's really taught us how to, like, balance energy, consistency, and, like, motivation. Like, we really want to play when she's there, and, like, um, she really helps us understand how to keep the game going with consistent energy, keeping everything hype without, like, going overboard, overboard and then, like, dipping down and getting into a hole. Mm-hmm. How, how um, different has it been this year a little bit with um, Katie Plasek joining the, the, uh, the coaching staff and you've got a, a former star at TC West coaching at TC Central now? <laughs> I think that she kind of brings, like, I think that our team, we can get a little bit off topic sometimes. Like, like if there's something funny that happens, like, we'll talk about it, like, probably when we should be talking about volleyball. And I think she kind of, like, brings us back. And she also, like, motivates us. And she's always says stuff that makes, like, so much sense. And so I feel like she adds more. She adds, like, kind of, like, she keeps us on task and, like, always has something to say that our other coaches might not have thought to say. Mm-hmm. I guess back in the day, she was, like, at West, she was basically, like, what Elise Hefner is at, at TC Central, <laughs> plus in basketball. <laughs> yeah, I went to Ferris a Ferris volleyball camp when I was like in middle school and she was a coach there and she was so good. I thought mm-hmm. she was so cool. Um and so the other thing I heard is uh is that you guys got glitter all over everywhere in the uh locker room one one time when you were you were making signs for <laughs> <laughs> for decorating and uh, I guess there was just glitter everywhere on the floor. Did, yeah. Did, did the coaches make you guys clean it up? Well, uh, Elisa's sister, Erica, the other outside hitter, she was trying to finish her sign for her parents. It's a little volleyball with her number on it. And we were supposed to put glitter on it to make the numbers and the outline glittery to make it fun. Mm-hmm. And she kind of dumped it all over her plate and then onto the carpet instead of the tarp. So, um, of course, sisterly love. Elise was trying to have her clean it up. And she couldn't find the vacuum cleaner, which I don't know why. She was looking for a vacuum cleaner at the school, but. (laughs) They have them. They're just probably (laughs) locked away in the janitor's closet. (laughs) The other thing that she said, she just said something about the spiders in the gym. What's that about? Whoa. There's a lot of spiders in the gym. Like, not like, like tiny spiders. Like, there's like big ones. Yeah. And there was like one the other day. There, it looked like sh- it was like a had eggs in it. There's also it's a pretty beehive. Alarming. Like it looks like it's been like taken out. Like I don't think there's any bees in it anymore. But there's like every once in a while there'll be like clumps of dead bees on the ground right below it. <laughs> that was so alarming. In the gym? Yes. <laughs> there's a beehive no. in the gym. Wow. 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 Keep my eye on, keep my eye to <laughs> not yeah. go over there. Yeah, yeah. What part of the gym is that in? I mean, we have to <laughs> stay away from that. It's on our side. Yeah, our side of the court. 
It looks like it's been tor torn down. Like, I just think that some bees kind of got trapped in it yeah. when they <coughs> took it out. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm definitely going to have to look for that on Wednesday night. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. That's all you, dude. That's all you. I'm not. I'm going to swat away from that. You'll have to point it out to me on Wednesday when you okay. guys are you guys are playing Gator on Wednesday <laughs> for senior night, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you've got the five seniors, you two, and then Phoebe, Addie, and Natalie, right? Um, what do you guys got planned for senior night? Um, well, we don't really plan that. It's kind of like the other... Our, like our team and there's like a senior night committee I think of parents that kind of put it together so we'll just walk out we had to like fill out like a script about like our after high school plans and like advice to up incoming mm -hmm. players <coughs> so mm -hmm. they'll say that and we'll walk out and then with our families and then we'll get a picture I think what have you what have you guys both enjoyed the most as far as just playing volleyball because Obviously, a lot of memories, but what have you enjoyed the most? Um, I like being able to just, like, have a community of, like, players. Like, I know a lot of people from other teams that we've played, and it's really fun to, like, stand on the opposite side of the net and play against them. And it's really nice having teammates that you can, like, count on to be there for you during the game and even out of practice and games. And it's really fun, like... To be with like these people that like you might not have known before volleyball and then like celebrating the same thing and everyone getting happy about the same thing it's like really cool and fun feeling mm -hmm. um what are you looking forward to in the um you got the you got a couple matches coming up where you can lock up the the big north conference um but then you've got uh districts where you've got a buy in the first round and then you get the winner of west and alpina which Let's just assume it's going to be West. <laughs> what uh, what what do they do well that you guys need to do to be able to get past them again? Their defense is really scrappy, so I think that we have to be ready for the ball to come back over no matter how good of a hit we think it is. And our, they have really good serves, so our, our serve receives, we're going to have to work on getting those tough serves. It'll also be a really tough mental game for both sides being that it's our last game against like rivalry of this season um so it'll be really important to have like a mental game and understand like the other team will get kills they will get points but so will we we just have to keep pushing through mm -hmm. is, is it going to be it's going to be weird to play them like twice within about a week because <laughs> they're, your, they're your last match i think of the regular season um and then you play them right again in districts potentially yeah it's it's interesting that um yeah we do play them within like a week or a couple days mm -hmm. um so it doesn't give either teams that much time to practice for what we could do next like what we have with our six week break i think or five week break in between the two games so we have to really work hard and like understand how they play to like fix what we can and adjust to their playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you end up playing them in the districts, they would be exactly a week apart. <laughs> and they would have one game in between, but you guys probably not. So I don't think you have anything else um, scheduled in between there, but and then they get in the first round by. Um, 
what else has really stood out about this season? Just with, with the record you guys have been able to put up and how impressive you've been through a, through the season. Um, it's it's not exactly the same team as it was last year, but but quite a bit the same. Um, but just how do you characterize this season and, and what's made things work? I think this season we're very we're a lot more consistent. We've won our last three tournaments we've had, like on the weekend. So I think that just kind of staying consistent and knowing what we can do and we can beat teams that we've never seen before and just because a team looks good doesn't mean that they're better than us. Mm -hmm. As far as like tournaments goes, um, some of the teams you may have seen, some of the teams you may not have seen, um, just using that to your advantage. Uh, has there been a point where you played a team in a tournament and then you played them again in a regular season to the point where you guys knew what they were going to do? Or is everything completely different to when you play a team twice, hence Cadillac, which you guys just already done? But is there like some type of advantage, disadvantage of playing a team multiple times? Um, I think there is because we can see what they've worked on in their like preseason and see their new players and how they play. Um, so it's mostly an advantage to kind of expecting it more the next time because they're not necessarily going to change everything that they do within their, like, the next time we play them. They can change a couple things, but it's usually hard to change habits like that. Especially in a week span. Like, this, for example, if you guys play TC West, you guys only have, a, well, like, a week or a few days, like, right after you just have played them. Um, and then you also know some of the players, too, so having all of that experience has to be some type of benefit and assuming just for both sides too because I mean Travis City is a small but big town in a sense um and then the week break what do you guys do as far as just being able to keep yourself ready because have you guys in this season had a week-long break like this before that's about to happen within the next week or so I don't think we have I think that if we play West in the district in districts, it's going to be a pretty big mental game because we're either going to have beat them twice or it'll, it'll be one and one. And so it's going to be a pretty big mental game either way because both teams are going to want it pretty bad. Uh, as far as you guys staying prepared, how, as far as when you are, when you know you have a game in a week, what are some of the things that, as far as a player wise, like yourself would do to prepare yourself so you don't like relax, like get all relaxed and knowing <clears throat> when the game happens, like, oh, I should probably, it's probably uh, wake up and play. As far as like you guys, what, do you, what are some things that you guys can or will be doing, I guess is the way to end that. But yeah, what are some stuff that you guys will be doing as far as keeping your time, like using your time? Um, definitely at practices, working on what we really need to focus on rather than practicing what we already know. Um, like if we're having trouble with something in one game, we'll really like focus on that for one whole practice one day and then maybe another thing another day. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys ever, how much do you guys ever look at the rankings? I mean, because you guys have had a really good season so far and are not in the rankings, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, you go to the ABC quad in a, in a couple of weeks where there's two other teams that are ranked from the area, Leland and, and St. Francis, but for some reason you guys aren't ranked. You guys, do you guys ever look at that? I looked 
I think a week ago, so I know that we aren't ranked. But I think that we can show that we should be ranked after districts, throughout districts, mm -hmm. the rest of the season. You got anything to add? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, no, that's not a problem. <clears throat> um, no. Anything else? Um, uh, no, I, I think I got all my questions, man. Cool. Um, well, I guess, do you guys have any goals set for the postseason? You know, last year you, you won districts, got to the, the regional finals, I think it was. Um, and then ran into Rockford. Yeah. Um, do you have some, some goals to get at least that far, go farther? Um, we really want to go farther than we did last year. It's just it would be really fun to break a record that we set last year that hasn't been set since, I don't know, a really long time, quite a bit. Yeah, what record, and what record is that as far as you, yeah, what record is that? I don't. I think before last year, making it to semifinals. Um, oh, you're talking about like your playoff, like yeah, like longevity. Yeah, like going further. Got you. Got it'll you. It'll be really fun if we get to make it really far this year, or even like all the way to states. That would be. It would be really fun, mm -hmm. especially since it's never happened in the school history. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also the potential, I guess, in the in the regionals that you could face Cadillac again because that? they're in Division One this year. Yeah, they already moved. Yeah. Yeah. That would be another interesting to get to play them a third time, <laughs> maybe after playing West a third time. That would be uh, another really interesting match. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. And then after that, it would probably be I'm going to guess Rockford again. <laughs> Coming out of the other the other half of that regional, but you never know. So. Um, I think that's all I got. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, you guys still have a lot of season left. We're not we're begging you guys questions about districts and winning conference when you still have two more conference games remaining. Um, yeah, just good luck the rest of the way, and uh, yeah, go get them. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thanks again to Audrey and Sydney for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around podcast studio. That interview and episode 260 of the Get Around is brought to you by our sponsor, Jimmy John's. So let's hear a word from them right now. This episode of the Get Around is sponsored by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City, Order a tasty sandwich with the Jimmy John's app. Jimmy John's, freaky fresh, freaky fast. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, get around Hall of Fame time, boys. Let's put up some players, local student-athletes for this incredible weekly honor that isn't always weekly because we just take weeks off now whenever <laughs> I feel like it. <laughs> Hey, sometimes you deserve it, you know? Like, what do you expect? Sometimes you deserve it. Uh, Jordan, why don't you get us started? Who is your nomination this yeah, week? Yeah, I'm going up the street. Travis City West, Ben Carlson for varsity soccer, had a hat trick and two assists yesterday against Gaylord to help his squad uh, lock up the Big North Conference title for the 14th straight time, 22nd in school history. Still unreal. That's an unreal stat. All right. So that's mine. Traverse City West, Ben Carlson up. 
for the Get Around Hall of Fame, James, your nomination. I'm going to put up a Fiona Mord from Leland. Uh, I think we've put her up before this year, and she might already be in, but I just had to put her up after this. Um, in the in the Brethren Invitational this last weekend, she had 27 kills, 11 digs, two blocks, and 30 aces. I thought, you were gonna, I thought you were going to say 13 aces, and I was still no. going to be impressed. 30. 30. Over five matches, all of which were two sets because they all they want all of them in, in two. So she must have had like ten. Is ten that in the record? That's got to be, that has to be in the I mean, NHS. I mean, it's, in a, it's in a tournament, so it's it's spread over five five games. But, but I mean, still, that's still, still, that's still over ten sets. Over ten sets, so that's three aces a set. Dude, that's that's like, insane. That's that is stat, crazy. Though. That's a good stat. That's, I like stats. That's a good stat right there. Wow, it's going to be tough to vote against that. And maybe it'll be a nice consolation prize for Lori Glass when she realizes that we can't cover her tournament this weekend. Well, yeah. It's up against the postseason for three sports. Whenever the Leland and, yeah, the Leland Invitational is in a couple of week, yeah, weekends. Yeah, it's up against the postseason and what, three other sports. Three other sports, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right. We'll try to make it to the ABC quad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, my nomination is uh, I, I'm putting up a, a duo here: East Jordan's Corbin Russell and Braylon Grabowskis uh, in the Red Devils' 56 nothing route of Harbor Springs. Russell was 11 of 18 passing for 216 yards and five touchdowns. Grabowskis caught eight of those 11 completions for 179 yards and four TDs, while also getting a 50-yard pick six. They gonna need that on Friday. So, how are we feeling? We got 30 aces, we've got a hat trick, and then we've got uh, two players with five touchdowns each. We just put them all in? Th- um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's this week where we just put them all in. I yeah. think so, too. All right, they congratulations to East Jordan's Corbin Ooh. Russell and Braylon Gr- Grabowskis, Leland's Fiona Mord, and Traverse City West Ben Carlson. You are now inducted into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan, more exclusive than the Traverse City Yacht Club, more <laughs> exclusive than the Traverse City Country Club. That is the Get Around Hall of Fame. Okay. Happy endings. Let us end the show with uh, what made us happy inside and outside of sports this week. Can I get us started? Yeah, go ahead, man. I didn't start it. I didn't start this episode with Brendan's story time because I knew we were going to have a good conversation about <laughs> horror movies. Uh, but I thought I wanted to end it. Uh, and this is going to include a bleep. So um, Ooh, I, I, it's not something that I said. It's something that was said to me. There you go. Uh, but uh, I, I have to tell you, I'm sure that you guys saw these pictures either on Facebook, floating around on Twitter or whatever, but of the double rainbow that was over Traverse City uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday evening. Um, I went, you didn't see it? No. You didn't I haven't, you haven't seen any pictures? No. Okay, all right. So let me pull out my I've phone right now. <laughs> I remember and seeing the one of them viral video of the guy like on the mountaintop freaking out about the double rainbow. I got emotional. Really emotional. I got emotional seeing this. You know, I'll, and I'll, I'll, for for a couple of reasons. One, it was the um, the pictures don't do it justice. No um, photos of the I, I, I will justice. say this. Um, but it was the most beautiful vivid rainbow i had ever seen it was this incredible double rainbow so gorgeous and i had been hiking with my dog saint i'll I'll show this to you guys uh right now oh boy hold on phones so there's 
Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah, so this was... Wow. And again, picture does not do it no, justice. No, it does not. The picture does not do it justice. Uh, I went hiking for about two and a half hours at, at Brown Bridge uh, with my dog, Saint. And uh, we had decided to go on Saturday when it was kind of cold and rainy. But I'm like, it looks like we're going to have a break in the weather, so so let's go. And is, so we went. Is the bleep because it's going to be another poop story? No, it isn't. It's the bleep <laughs> that someone, someone else said to me. Uh, and we, we decided to go, and so we, we went, and it, it was just gorgeous. We got, there were, it was, there were clouds, but there was sun, and it, there was intermittent rain, but nothing, nothing too bad. But it was really great to just get out there. Everything smelled fresh. Everything was, was beautiful. Oh. And so we, we did two and a half hours of, of pretty intense hiking, and we got in the car, and as we got in the car, it started to rain. But as we're driving down River Road, the sun broke through on the other side and I went oh my god there's gonna be a big. an awesome rainbow and I was actually looking in my rearview mirror and the mist that my car was kicking up was creating a rainbow so it looked like I had a rainbow coming out <laughs> of the back of my car which was pretty cool and I clock. got to that uh, roundabout right near the Olison Trail oh. uh, off of River Road, and I can't remember what other road, that uh, Keystone, I guess, yeah. whatever that road is. And I was able to look behind, and I saw the rainbow, and it was unreal. Like, so vivid, so vibrant, so beautiful. And I drove a little way, and I, I got up the hill, and I pulled over and took a bunch of pictures uh, from, from what you guys saw. And... So many other people had also turned off. <laughs> they like they pulled over to take mm-hmm. pictures and all this. And I'm standing there not, on, on the side of the road taking photos. And here's where the bleep comes in. A minivan pulls up. And oh, no. it's a guy who is probably late 60s, early 70s, gray hair. Oh, and this isn't the kind of thing that you expect to hear in northern Michigan. Oh, boy. But he sees me taking pictures. And he sees what I'm taking pictures of. And he is also out looking at this rainbow. And he goes, isn't that f***ing awesome? And I went, yeah, it's amazing. And he's like, I've never seen it. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. And, like, he and I just kind of shared this moment of, like, thinking. both being out to look at this, to look at this rainbow. And for me, yeah, it, I, I got emotional seeing it because it was that beautiful. But also, for, for those who have pets, we're all aware that our pets, when they die, cross the rainbow bridge. And so oh, wow. I always see, when I see rainbows, I always see it as my pups coming back to visit me. Yeah. And seeing the rainbow that day was, was very special, uh, especially considering, you know, coming up uh, on the 15th anniversary of, of when I found my dog, Luna, who passed away in April. Uh, it was just absolutely beautiful. Seeing that, the reaction from that guy... It's not often that you hear a northern uh, Michigander drop uh, an F-bomb to a stranger randomly. (laughs) No. Uh, But, uh, yeah. So, Brennan's story time, that's what made me happy this week. Uh, I wish I saw uh, that rainbow. Yeah. I was watching college football. What about you guys? Probably not going to top that one. No. No. By no means. (laughs) I don't know. My topping double rainbows. Uh, Honestly, as far as inside sports, yeah, my team's won, but it's been terrible. Um, all three of our teams won this week. Well, not much. M- the well, Bears won too, right? Yeah, they won oh, yeah. on uh, Thursday Bears, night Steelers, football. Yeah, it's all one. 
Yeah, and then I'm about to watch my Dodgers. How rare is that going to be? Blow another playoff game yet again for their second straight year. We're terrible. I'm I can't watch it. It's so frustrating to watch. Watched that last night. I really thought we were gonna win, but no. We're about to lose. Second straight sweep probably. Um, but as far as outside of sports, my dad's coming. Isn't it nice to, to see the D-backs doing something? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> They're in the same division as the Dodgers. It's never good. No. The Dodgers used to go swimming in the pool whenever we clinched the the conference, the little division, the NL West. Yeah, the NL West. One, I remember one year we clinched the division at their home, and all the players went swimming in their pool because we did it in their home, and they have a pool that was not being used. So players jumped in and dove, poured the champagne in the pool, did, went, cra- went crazy. Yeah, they need to stop just celebrating conference wins until we can actually get back to the World Series. It's been a while. I'm saying, I know I'm saying this in yeah, front I'm like, of I'm two over people here. whose teams like... who have not even sniffed playoffs in a very long time. I already know. I've had this conversation with what someone who, one of my friends here, who's a Tigers fan. She already told me, "Yeah, stay blessed." I'm like, "Well, how can you?" Yeah, yeah, you're fine. I'm fine. I will live. But as far as outside of sports happiness, my dad and my best friend are coming on Thursday. So, and I'm going down to see USC. Hopefully, hopefully. Did they lose Saturday night? I, I. No, we. Oh. USC won. Okay. <laughs> no, we we should have lost. We easily should have lost that game. Yeah, where our, our defense is horrendous, horrendous. Like I, I don't know if Gaylord's coach is doing anything. Anybody wanna? Want to hop in the stands? Want to want to coach? Because we can't. We need a new defensive coordinator. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully USC can beat Notre Dame. Because I, I hope standing in fifty degree weather in the rain. So, hope it's worth it. So, I'm excited for that. That's me. All right, James. What made you happy? And is it the Lions being good? And how are you? Please, re- how are how you, are you reacting as a Lions fan to them being good? Is okay, it is it right. weird? It's been since 1991. It, it, is, it is weird. But since nineteen ninety one. It's real, real weird. Uh, I was like so prepared for the Lions to come out and just poop the bed against the Panthers. Like hey, they did I, last I already year. gotta put one bleep in. If you wanna say you, you, you wanna it. swear yeah. you can. I just I'll just let it stand. Uh so yeah, so so my things that were uh, inside and out of sports because the outside I'm going to consider as fantasy sports because it's not real. Sure. And the inside is is that uh, I'm in seven fantasy football leagues of and in three of them I'm zero and five. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> care start? because the Lions are four and one. <laughs> and that offsets it. That's awesome. In the other four, I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Like I'm three and one or four and zero. Oh in the other, in the other four. You going to any but, games? Uh, or Four and one or three. Going to any Lions games? Uh, yeah, Got two. Planned? Going to two. Nice. You know which yep. ones? Uh, Broncos and Vikings. <laughs> no. uh, nice. Uh, yeah, so, uh, two wins. More easily. than likely. I mean, easily at least wins. one. Hopefully. At least at least one. Hopefully, yeah. So yeah. well, Justin Jefferson will be back in time for that game. And then they, you got Jameson Williams back. Well, the the Vikings just put Justin Jefferson on IR today. Yeah, he'll be up a minute. Well, so he's out for like a month. Well, but. boys, I I, I want to say something. This has been a, one of the more entertaining episodes of the Get Around Podcast, unless, James, you had any more happy things that you wanted to uh, oh, shout well, out. Well, with this weekend, I'm going to a uh, wedding of some friends of mine. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah, Rich, Rich Lakeberg. Rich Lakeberg, who used to be a uh, page designer here at the paper. I thought he was already married. Um, No, and that's part of the joke is that they've, they've been, been together. They've been together for a long time. Yeah. And uh, there was multiple people of us that worked at the paper that told him 
They're like, if you and Meg ever break up, we're keeping Meg. Right. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're so, you're out. Yeah. And uh, so they're getting married on Saturday. Uh, Cena and I are going down there for that, and uh, and that should be a good time. Heck awesome. Yeah. All right. Heck yeah. Well, very cool. Again, this has been uh, one of the more entertaining episodes of the podcast. It made me realize that uh, we have guests, but we don't always need them because this it's, was it's an hour and four minutes so far it's that we are that we are into this podcast of us just talking uh, uh, amongst ourselves. Uh, a big thank you again to Traverse City Central volleyball players Audrey Parker and Sydney Bear. Uh, really appreciate them coming by. Uh, congratulations on what has been a great season and good luck going forward. Uh, congratulations to all of our Get Around Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, thank you to our Audible viewers for listening again to episode 260 of the Get Around podcast. Thanks to our sponsor. Thanks to James. Thanks to Jordan. Thanks to myself. And we will see you probably next week. But for now, episode 260 of the Get Around podcast is in the books.